Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there! You have tuned into episode 49 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxy in the Utiniverse, and as always, joining me today, after being caught cheating in a slave trade bet with a chance cube, Mr. Trevor Davey. And I'm Trev. <laughs> Keeper of a timeline page is every utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media and what I've read everyone's Star Wars books and comics. For anyone joining us for the first time, it's a largely unscripted show where one truth decides on each episode's topics. Jose will do whatever research he needs, I will do as little research as possible. And we could talk about anything Star Wars. Oh, hopefully, try and keep you both entertained and informed. Over the next hour, can you tell I'm thrilled about this show? And, uh, boy, oh boy, do we have an hour to share with y'all today. <sighs> with episode 50 right around the corner, <sighs> Trev asked me what we should cover, right? And I, yeah, of course... That was a mistake. And I said, sand. Oh. <laughs> and... He's Trev been threatening call- this for months. <laughs> well, for months. Trev called my bluff and he said, Okay, Jose, let's do a full episode on sand. If you know, just in case you had you hadn't uh, listened to our previous episode, that's what happened. And so he called my bluff, and so well, in preparation and celebration of our fiftieth episode coming up, we are going to somehow fill an entire hour talking about the most controversial topic in all of Star Wars. Uh. Sand. Is it really that coarse? Can it get everywhere? (laughs) And so much more. But, you know, because it can get everywhere, right, then I guess we can fill an hour with sand. No. Right? Sand, Sand is used to tell time in an hourglass. Therefore, we can, Trev. Uh, it's doable. Okay. I'm, I'm putting my faith in you, Jose, <laughs> to well, make tell, this interesting. Right. Tell, me, tell me what you think about this, really. I mean, I, I see your face. Uh, I, you've had a little bit of wine, so I don't know if it's that you're just tired. <laughs> or you're oh, no, just, I'm, just... I'm, I'm full of trepidation. <laughs> this is going to be our worst episode yet. No! <laughs> it's a, number 49, Trev. We're celebrating. Yes. We're celebrating sand. We're sanderating. Does that work? No. Maybe? That's not no? a word. This is, but does it work? No, it doesn't no? work. Uh, 
I, I tried, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, let's let's get into the let's get into into the, the nitty gritty, it, the nitty gritty of, of it, <laughs> and we will, you know, finally decide once and for all if Anakin was right. Like, you know, this is important stuff here, guys. Like, who else has dedicated so much time to talking about this? So no I'm one. gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm showing my flag loud and proud right now of the start of a show. Uh huh. I live in beautiful West Wales. I am surrounded by some of the best beaches in the world. Mm-hmm. Barrafundal Beach, which is less than ten minutes from my house, is routinely voted as one of the nicest, literally top ten beaches on the planet. Mm-hmm. I hate the beach. <laughs> there is nothing apart from go swimming or build sandcastles that you can do on a beach that isn't more comfortable in a field or in a park on grass Not there the... i said it well i come from an island in the caribbean where we are also we are surrounded by water we have beaches all around also some of them very nice and it's a perfectly nice place to go to with beer and sit under a palm tree under the shade and just listen to the ocean sitting on some sand so anyways before we get go any further let me before we get into it really let's do our housekeeping segment um and you know this show is possible thanks to all of the people supporting us either through patron subscriptions or getting some of our merch if you'd like to help us out as well uh, you can go get our Star Wars-inspired merch on utini.com slash merch, and also go to patreon.com slash utini. And when you become a member, not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you also get a bunch of other Utini member exclusives, like our 50th episode. I believe that will not yes. be released to... That one is going to be purely for yeah. our patrons, because it's going to be... It's going to be a massive, massive party. Yes. I originally wanted Sam to be our 50th, but no, Trev no. did not allow me to do that. I, I, so I didn't want it to 49. be this one. <laughs> <laughs> But so for you people in the future listening to this on a regular feed, if you do want to listen to episode 50, uh, then go to Patreon and subscribe. Uh, Trev, can you maybe just give them a little bit of uh, an idea of what 50 will cover um kind of like tease them a little bit so they go and give us you know some money okay so patreon so the reason that it's going to be a patreon exclusive is because we don't want to get sued <laughs> no. that's it that's it yeah okay so uh <laughs> that's it so go go i think that's a good enough that's a good teaser like yeah. why why is it that trev is saying this i don't know find out go to utini.com <laughs> or patreon.com slash utini or maybe utini.com slash patreon i should really i'm sure it works both ways of course both ways you yeah know, both ways perfect all right okay now we're really ready to get into the main segment of this show the sand sand segment the segment of sand the sang sand segment no, it doesn't work. Know. No, okay. I'm gonna. I might keep trying that all over the episode <laughs> to see if sand can fit in those words. I mean, uh, sand does, can fit everywhere. It, it's it, it's well, really that, small. Uh, we'll, we'll That's see. the whole point we'll of see. sand. It's very small. All right, Trev. So, yes. 
You know, there's many uh, ways that this thing can go, right? This episode. Uh, we, we got sand planets. Can we just get this over with already? We got sand vehicles. <laughs> we got sand troopers. We got sand creatures. We got sand people. But, as we started the show, let's just get, no, let's, let's answer this one question, which is what everyone needs to know. Is it really that coarse? How rough is it? And can it get everywhere? Trev, so you, you said you're, you're close to some sand. I mean, you, you've been on a beach, right? I, I, I grew up very, near, very close to a beach. So, but what's, what's your personal experience with sand in general? Not just the one that's like close to you, but where, what other sands have you seen in your life? And can you, like, based on that information, based on your ex- personal experiences <laughs> with different sands on Earth, can you answer those three questions? Can you tell me about its coarseness, its roughness, <laughs> and does it, can it, does it go everywhere? Does it get everywhere? Of course everywhere? it does. <laughs> you, 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 you can't go to a beach and then go home and still not find <laughs> sand all over the floor. Like, oh, so ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've, I've um, been to beaches. I've never been to a desert. Um, uh, I don't know what you want me to say, Jose. What beaches have you been to? Have you been to... Lots I mean, of beaches. I've, I've been on holidays. Have you been to a, a tropical beach? Yes, I've been to, you know, Pacific Islands and Mediterranean Islands and okay. temperature beaches. and I've been and, to beaches, and okay? All, and, and all those sands feel the same to you? It doesn't... <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Now, okay. So let's talk about Pembrokeshire beaches. Some of our beaches are lovely and sandy. Some of them are full of pebbles. Some uh-huh. less uh-huh. sand. So yes, there is a different in difference in beaches. Coarseness. I've never given it this much thought. All right. So <laughs> let's get into it. let's get into the science of sand, Trev. I know you're very excited to know. I this, can't but, you wait. Know, you know, to really answer these questions, we have to define sand, right? So sand. <laughs> Is a loose granular material composed of different materials that vary depending on the location, and it can come in an, in an array of colors. This is why I'm asking you if you've been to many different, you know, what kinds of sands you've encountered, because depending, like, depending on where it's from, it's different. You know, the most common component of sand, Trev, is silicon dioxide in the form of quartz? Did you? Well, notice? I never knew that. I well, never knew that. There's a lot. There's quartz in most types of sand. So what happens, Trev, is that the weathering, weathering processes like wind, rain, the freezing and thawing cycles of. I'm, know, I'm assuming over millions of years, right? Well, yeah, I mean, all of it. It it, it breaks down rocks and mineral minerals into smaller grains, and that is what we can call we call sand so it comes in many forms some are coarse and some are fine so is sand coarse the answer is not always trev not always anakin anakin is not correct but but, here so 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 let's let's uh let's back back it up for a second okay wait 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 okay so I'm going to preface this by saying I did no research for this show because I didn't know where to start. Yes. But when I, I have done has... research, I, I've done a lot of research. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> when Anakin does have his little outburst in uh-huh. Attack of the Clones. Yes. I don't know how many other 
desert planets he has experienced by that exactly. point. Exactly. Probably Maybe not. Maybe he not only knows Tatooine sand. Exactly. Which may not be the same as Jakku sand. Yes. You're... So, that, 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 that's a perfect segue into my next segment on this topic, Trev. I mean, it's more of a continuing part of the segment, but that's, that it's, was great. It's still just a conversation. <laughs> yes, this is great. So, where is Star Wars? So, Tatooine, where is it filmed? It's Tunisia or uh, something, right? Mostly Tunisia, but okay. some in Death Valley. All right. Well, let's talk about Tunisia. So, the R2-D2 getting captured by Jawas is Death Valley. Okay. The homestead cool. is Tunisia. Okay, so the homestead. This is that's that's where, that's where. So the sandy bit is Tunisia. The, the rocky bit is Death Valley. All right. So Tunisia. So we so we have a so now we have a real world component. Yes. Of the kind of sand that ta- of that Tatooine has. Do you know you can buy that sand? You can. Because uh, there's this whole group that are literally restoring the homestead the the set the little because it was a hotel but the downstairs was a hotel the upstairs Uh was a prop the prop is still there and they're going out year after year because the desert ruins Mm -hmm. this environment so they're out restoring it for you know the good Mm -hmm. of all of us and they'll scoop the sand up into bottles Uh so you can buy tatooine slash tunisian sand how are you this is this is like a perfect advertisement for this episode about <laughs> sand and you say they had nothing to talk about sand and you just brought it you just let us all know that you can buy sand you, you can buy tattooing sand yes listeners you can get tattooing sand and then you can experience for yourself if it is you can test it <laughs> for yourself if it is rough coarse and if it does get everywhere you, you can buy many of these bottles we get no money from this, so we're not being paid by the sand sellers. By anybody. By anybody. We're just letting you know that you can test it. So, Tunisia sand. There, <laughs> Trev, there's, there's a lot of different kinds of sand that, we, yes. that, we, that we've been able to like, like test here on Earth. We got, you know, all over the world, we even have some, some lunar sand. We got some Mars sand. Um, but here, here's a good fact. The sand from Tunisia, it's about a sixteenth of a millimeter in diameter. Oh, Jesus so Christ. It's <laughs> which puts it in the lower grain limit of what can be considered sand. Therefore, so, well, hold on, Tunisian hold on. Wait, sand wait, 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 is wait. very fine. Stop. How do grain limits work? You've done your research. I want answers now. It's wow. in the lower limits of what could be considered a grain of sand. Is that what you just said? Yes. Yes. If how it's any, if how it's any... thick would it have to be uh, to not be sand? I do have the, the number somewhere. Uh, Listener, he has not done his research properly. I do have it. Here. I never let you down like this. Oh, my. Give me, give me two. Give me... I, look, <laughs> I will give you the exact numbers in a second. But here's... And what, what happens when it's too thick? To be considered sand. What well, is it then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, it's, when it's smaller than that, I think it's considered uh, silt. And when okay, it's, and when it's when bigger? It, when, it's, when it's silt, it's, more, it's, a, it's a less gritty 
um, texture so then is it's more fine. powdery. So then no, it's, it's fine and no, less coarse. You, you have fine, medium, and coarse sand. So right. when, it, when it's finer than fine sand, it becomes silt because it's not fine anymore. Now it's like a powder. It's more Surely like that's it's, the it's, nicest it's more, sand. It's, it's more like a fl- it's more flowery in like in texture. When a flower flowers come into this, when it becomes no like flour. Oh, like flour. Oh, flour like bake, baking baking yes. flour. Okay. When it's bigger, yes. so when it's bigger than sand, then it's just gravel. So you got gravel, Ooh, sand, that seems... and so then in my silt. limited experience of beaches and gravel pits there seems a bit of a disconnect there between your thickest sand and your smallest gravel surely there's something in the middle the there. smallest no this the middle the middle the middle is sand trev sand is everything <laughs> this is why there's a whole hour of sand because there's so many levels of sand i have the numbers here for you so once once Yay. the grain once the grain uh <laughs> the particle becomes uh, two, I think, uh, yeah, two millimeters. Now it's gravel. If it's smaller than two millimeters, it's sand. <laughs> and okay. and if it even if it's smaller than point zero seven four of a millimeter, then it's silt. <laughs> Who the therefore, hell decided this? Therefore, a geologist. Um, <laughs> so, and who gave them the right? Science. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, sand is any particle, any grain particle that uh, that is, I guess, well, not any grain particle, but a, a grain particle that has been broken down by weathering systems, uh, breaking rocks and minerals down into a size 0. 0.075 or uh, on the smaller side up to, I guess, uh, right before 2 millimeters. It's all I'll sand. I'll be honest, two millimeters is, that seems quite large for a grain of sand to me. Well, yeah, that's because it's, the two millimeters is gravel. It's not sand all right, anymore. Well, uh, all right, point, so 1.9 millimeters yes. would seem quite large for a grain of sand to me. Well, and to add to that, it's not only 1.9, but it could also be 1.9999999. <laughs> So it could actually be a little bit bigger than what you're talking about. Okay. I mean, and that's... So, you know, in my head, I'm visualizing a tape measure. A centimeter, mm-hmm. you can see. Mm-hmm. A millimeter, you can you can visualize. You can see this. Yes. These aren't... Yes. These aren't measurements that are beyond our comprehension. Yes. Can you, can you imagine a 1.9999999 millimeter of sand? That's yes. a big piece of sand. It is. It is, and that I don't know. That, I've ever seen a piece of sand that big. Exactly. Well, I have, but here's <laughs> here's what's interesting, Trev. This, oh this yes, is very, this about is, time. So yes, when it's that big, right? It cannot get everywhere at that point. So the coarser, <laughs> the coarser that sand is, the less it gets everywhere. See what? No. See what's happening no, what? there? No, no. The the finer the sand, the more it gets everywhere. The coarser the sand, the less it gets everywhere. So regardless of all this stuff, Anakin is not. Let's call him Sandikin. Sandikin <laughs> is not correct. Um, 
in his statement, the only thing that he is right about in his in his definition of sand is that he hates sand. Well, I guess. Well, he. I mean, that's that's an opinion. He can be he can be right or not. Like that's fine. It's, it's a, his, that is not fact. That's a personal opinion. That is subjective. But the the subjective point here that is correct yes. is that is that it is rough and you know that's the close because it's not really rough it's gritty because if it were not gritty then it would be more of that flower texture that i was talking about therefore it is silt okay. so so yeah it is it's, it is rough because it is gritty therefore yeah that part sandikin you're correct but is it coarse? Not always. And does it get everywhere? Not always. Can I, I, sorry, listeners. I need to <laughs> chime in here. So uh, at the top of every show, you know, we say, Jose will do whatever research he needs. Yeah. And I will do as little research as possible. Yes. Jesus Christ. He's put a shift in on this one. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> I how does I, one person I, learn this much about sand in a week? I I am I, I I'm prepared today, my friend. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I suggested Next. I suggested this topic because I knew that there is so much we can talk about, <laughs> and I mean we have si- a science dedicated to this. Well, we have science dedicated to, to everything. Science is science. Yes. Therefore, there's so much, like, there's so much about sand that we can talk about. But we're just covering the more specific Star Warsian, Star Warsian sort of, like, elements of sand. But, yeah, so I think, you know, with this... So we've established we, what sand is. We've established is. what sand is. We've established that and whether Sandikin it's is not <laughs> accurate in his, in his statement. Okay. Um, he can still hate it. Maybe he hates the fact that he doesn't know... What kind of sand, like what sand will be able, what will do to him? He's like, wait, is this the sand that will get in my trousers? Is this a sand, like, would this be, would this sand be nice to exfoliate my skin? He doesn't know this. So maybe he's just like, he hates the fact that sand is a little unpredictable, which is ironic because... Sandikin himself is a little unpredictable, right? He's a little bit of a wild card. You know, we just talked about, you know, was he the promised one? Did he really bring balance to the force, right? So he's, you know, you don't know. I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn thought he knew. And, you know, he went to a sand planet and all this stuff. But anyway, so, you know, this is why this is important, Trev. Like, can't, you know, let's, this is good, you know, Let's. This actually. This is a good segue into our next segment, Trev. So, oh my God. Um, so yeah. So you know, where can we go from here? And, and you'll see why this is really a, a really good. Fun okay, segue I'm, into I'm this. waiting with bated breath. Yeah. All right. So then, this next segment, Trev, it's uh, it's one of our regular segments, and I, that I like to call Star Wars theory and philosophy and the real world connections that bind them. Um, Jesus. <laughs> so. Oh, you're killing me. We so we you know we we all sorry know. Say, that, say that again what is it just it's explain this, this it's, regular segment just yeah, explain segment. what this we is all, again we all know this is a segment called Star Wars theory and philosophy and the real world connections that bind them good got um, it yeah uh, 
see what I did there with the, you know, what, obviously, well, it's not see what I did there. You, you know what we've done there with that title by, you know, the whole bind, binding of things, right? So we, we know the connection there. So uh, the binding of how this binds yes. to the rest. Yeah, we get it. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's all a, over it. Yeah, exa exactly. Like sand. Um, so <laughs> it's all over. Um, that, that was a joke there. Uh, so, okay. Uh, it's about time we have them. We, we know that George was inspired by Dune, right? Like, you know, Tatooine yes. is essentially his now version of Arrakis. Yes. And you listeners, if you've been following us since the very beginning, and this is as big of a celebration of an episode to you as it is to us, especially Trev, uh, <laughs> you, you know that we, you know, we, we've mentioned Dune a couple of times. You know that it's one of my uh, all-time favorite books. Uh, so, yeah, so Arrakis. But so, I mean, we can talk about Dune and all that, but what I'm interested in here and why this is part of the segment called Star Wars Theory and Philosophy and the Real World Connections that Bind Them is what is the appeal of storytellers of, uh, to have these like messianic savior hero types come from places full of sand? So. <laughs> <laughs> It, you know, I did not know that you were gonna go in that direction at that point. Jesus. Yes. So uh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, in, yeah, and, and, and we'll yes. get to yes. You know, you bring up uh, you know what by using that word, uh, we will get to that in a minute. But okay, so in, in Star Wars, so it's nineteen, well, nineteen seventy seven, and was when it comes out. What year did uh, George start writing Star Wars? Oh, that's got to be. Let's trump Trev. 73. 73. Okay, so um, when he first starts writing this, like, so Luke is the first sort of hero, right, that comes from this sand planet. So, I mean, I know that, you know, then chronologically after the fact that that happens, and, you know, we have Anakin, of course, that he is the promised one that, uh, you know, that comes from a sand planet. But so we we first really have Luke. So Luke is established as the hero that comes from a sand planet. Then we have Anakin, yes. and then in the sequel trilogy we also have Rey. So our three sort of like main hero types of the three trilogies that compose the Skywalker saga, they all come from sand planets. Trev, why? Yes. What is the appeal of heroes coming? From a barren, gritty soil <laughs> land. I, I I don't know. I I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, well, no, I mean just it's, me, a, it's, it's an let opinion. Me, like let what, me what? Let why me would? Yeah. So okay. it's it's going to be that whole. They're not part of civilization. They don't grow up in the big cities. These are people from the country. There. They're un. Un unsoiled in a way, they're unsoiled. Cleansed, yes. They're they're oh, from interesting they're, that you use the word pure. soil in here. Yes, they're they're pure in a way, but they're not, you know, unspoiled. That's the word. Unspoiled. I'm use. Unspoiled by. The I like soiled better. Of, unsoiled was better. But let's go back uns to unsoiled. unspoiled by the no, trappings of civilization. They are pure of heart. You know, they come from nothing to. Be something kind mm -hmm. of thing. I'm going with that. Okay. I don't know. 
Well, you know, because if we you know not going more to like real world, and this is why when you, uh, you know, said it earlier, but uh, by accident, but. Uh, you know, regardless of, of religious beliefs, in our own history, we have Jesus himself, right? And he comes also from, from a sandy kind of place. And, you know, um, and I'm sure there's other, you know, religious figures that have come from places like that, too. I'm just referring to the one that I know because of how I was raised. But um, and also, I'm just going to put out there, there are a lot more sandy places on the planet than there mm-hmm. are arable places mm-hmm. on the planet yeah but that's but this is why i'm like it's it's an interesting thing to bring up and i our invite our listeners is more sand than it is there you go green so i do invite our listeners and everyone out there you know regard so to also just give you know to let us know their opinions on this and and why you know when it comes to like the bible or whatever other like real world sort of oh, books God. why do oh, we no, have no, stop, no. yes why oh. why are you know why are these stories set in a place like this and of and in of course I do want to know and of course in this ca- in this case is C O U R S E not coarse like sand possible some kinds of sand which is C O A R S E so I'm saying of course what is happening right now <laughs> so I invite you guys to let us know why you think that storytellers put our heroes. Or have our heroes come from these places? Because it's a good question. There's there's an appeal to it, and I think what you're saying, Trev, is is a pretty interesting. It's a, is an interesting idea that it could be because yeah, maybe on unsoiled. I, I I'm still gonna stick to that one. <laughs> unspoiled. Unsoiled um, <laughs> by the trappings of of of, of city life and, and whatnot. Um, that idea is pretty interesting too, just because. Like yeah, I mean, with with sand, like the idea that it can exfoliate, and <laughs> yeah, get rid that's of their primary concern. Then I see where you're going with that because um, they've, they've all got really good skin. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, it's well, no, it's it's, it's exfoliating, so it's it, it gets rid of the old, brings in the new. But I will I'll, I will add this one, which is sort of where I where whoa whoa my... whoa, whoa whoa no, mm-hmm. let's back. Labasa okay. really meta concept yes of the sand planet of getting rid of the old and in with the new aha <laughs> aha was that deliberate because that's i'm sure no one ever thought of that before it's it's it does tie into where i was getting gonna go with this a, a little bit an old order mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the new comer yes it is ex- Based on some bath salts. That's kind of where you went. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> but where where I was gonna take it, I mean, that's that's you know, I wasn't going fully basing it off of just exfoliating, but exfoliating is most definitely a, like a rhetorical. A, a, it's it's a very good a very good metaphor to what we're talking about. So yeah, so um, I will pat myself on the back for accidentally <laughs> bringing that up, and I will definitely you know, hats off to you, sir. For noticing that and, and, and realizing that was great, um, but what I'll say is that I mean I think that there might be something to the fact that you know in a in a in a desert right we you know it's 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 mostly like barren not a lot of things can grow there, and I think that in or, the idea of creating a story or basing saying that a character that comes from 
a place where nothing grows. It's quite powerful to say that that something like that can happen and have that much of an impact that it can change everything. Because this is nothing is meant to grow there. And then this one thing that does grow is able to change the history of everything. And I'm sorry, but my lack of commitment to this <laughs> episode topic just makes me think they filmed there because it was cheap. <laughs> That's the entire reason that they filmed no. in Tunisia. Well, it they was chose cheap. It. No, but he wrote Sand Planet before. Because it's was cheap. He didn't know. George Lucas was not thinking, where, okay, where can we find a cheap place to film? I thought you were going to do the voice then. I thought you were going to do a George <laughs> impression. Uh, we should get Eric uh, to overdub that bit. We can do, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'll have, I was not ready to, I mean, maybe, maybe for episode 50, I can try anyway, my best. Uh, go and watch George the Lucas Light of Magic. Go and watch the Light of Magic series on uh, Disney Plus if you haven't already watched it because you'll get some George moments that you've never seen before and there you go that was great that's a good back plug. to sand back to sand um, but no but I mean I think that there isn't there's something to that I mean there's something you know there's uh, I mean it's <gasps> wait I just realized we also have black sand in in uh, in Rogue One right Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker and Rise of Skywalker too we don't have black sand in Rogue One yes no, when? like right at the beginning with with Jyn Erso, like that planet that they're in, and they have they're like they have like the that's not sand, that's gravel. That's gravel. We're in a we're in a quarry. It's a mining quarry. It's mm. a mining colony. Where do you okay, not know your sand measurements? I didn't measure it, and I'm just trying to go off of memory. <laughs> and I remember it was quite striking to see that that black and like a. But then there was also pretty like. It's a it's a quarry. They're there with their okay. pickaxes. It's okay. chain gang. Okay, chain gang. What are you talking about? Where Jyn Erso is from? No, she's from a arable place. I thought you meant where she was in prison. No, no, I meant where she's where she's from when she's a baby. But there's grass. There's grass. But there's there wasn't there like black sand. Maybe, but there's actual grass. All right. Well, sand can also be black, ladies and gentlemen. That's like I mean that's where I was going. Uh, Which we see in Rise of Skywalker, quicksand, black quicksand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's that one too. In a, in a very localized area, a very, very small localized area, but it's a yeah. different color. Yeah. Which is and, quite handy if you don't want to get stuck in quicksand. Yeah, and I would imagine that that kind of that kind of soil called quicksand uh, would have to be so fine, so fine indeed, that it's almost like a liquid. Just think about that. Because it'll then you can go right through it, so very very I'm, fine. I'm I'm still hung up on the fact that they got stuck in a black patch of sand. Because sand isn't black. Sand can be black, Trev. But sand, okay. That particular scene in Rise of Skywalker, they are in a very localized pool of black sand. Uh huh. Quite easy to see. How do you walk into that? You just do. This you think you saying this is gravel in Rogue One, really? I mean, it's pretty cool. It's black. 
<laughs> where you have you have that scene with I mean it, it is it is it is not deserty because they have yeah it's no. like you have the but I, I I do like that image with like the the green like you know the greenery the plants and then you have like the the black soil or ground soil you, soil yeah not sand 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 is soil if if you're not gonna play by your own rules sand is a kind of soil. <laughs> But anyways, but that that image is quite striking. So, so I, I was just trying to see if perhaps Jin also comes from a sand planet, <laughs> or if we could consider that. Well, black no, because terrain. there there is grass on it. This, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we'll 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 get back to this later on because I, <laughs> I know some of this was filmed in like Iceland so and there was like water right next to it so perhaps like the, perhaps the opposite it's, it's, if opposite it's, it's Tunisia it's like volcanic sand and volcanic sand can then be black anyways I will Trev. give you that point Trev yes so that was my whole point about or you know so I mean we, you want to talk a little bit about Dune since I did bring it up a little bit like you know what do we like from so let's, yes let's allow you to talk for a little bit and not just sort of respond to so this the is craziness we, of my topics <laughs> this is something we can talk about and okay. we've been we have been threatening to talk about for a while is for the parallels between dune and star wars or some naysayers might say plagiarism mm-hmm. <laughs> from dune mm-hmm. to star wars mm-hmm. so Tatooine is basically Arrakis. Yes. They're the same planet. So what is Arrakis? I mean, Arrakis is the the main planet in Dune where they mine all the spice from. I mean, there it deviates, is that Tatooine is not a planet that supply or, or grows or produces spice. Yeah. But spice is a concept in Star Wars. Exactly. Whether it comes from Kessel or somewhere else, it's still a concept. Uh, sandworms, you look at the sandworms mm-hmm. in June, they yeah. weren't present in the original trilogy, but as soon as uh, the special editions come out, the Sarlacc is basically a sandworm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have an empire, you have the Bene Gesserit and the voice, which is basically... The Force. Mm-hmm. Listen, there is no way that George Lucas did not read Dune, <laughs> but he was also reading Flash Gordon. Of course. And the two things came together to make Star Wars. And the hero. I don't, th- I don't think anyone can dispute that right. fact. Right. These are not uh, necessarily original concepts. Yeah. And well, and something to, that's interesting too is that Arrakis used to be a water planet. Uh, so, I mean, they, the idea of, of this sort of like single habitat, single sort of like, you know, weather, uh, planets, I mean, also just comes from this because Arrakis is, is, uh, it is called, I mean, it is a sand planet, right? Or something like that of, of Arrakis. Uh, but it used to be a water planet, uh, you know, many, 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 many like centuries before it became what it is, uh, and I, you know, part of this the saga in Dune is also is that they're also just trying to kind of like terraform part of it uh, to make it more livable for people. And there are also channels of or streams of water underneath all that sand. 
So there's a whole thing as the as the saga continues because it's uh it's like five or six books long, right? Um, yeah. And so there's a thing about well, them. I'm, I'm, it's still going as well. Um, the the son has taken over writing with Kevin yeah. J. Anderson, who was yeah. written for Star Wars. So they've go. taken the Dune thing and what's, carried what's, it forward. Trev, what's the book that that he has written for Star Wars? Uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy there and Dark Dark Saber, which is the one with a Hut's cock up building a mini Death Star and down to poor project management and underpaying your workers. There you go. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we're still doing our, you know, our, our, our duty yeah, to you, Teeny, and, and talk about but some also, of the books here. But the, the <laughs> weirdest Dune Star Wars connection to me is that we're talking about the planet Arrakis mm-hmm. in Dune. And then Tatooine is in the Arcanis sector oh which is blatantly just we're taking that name i don't know whoever came up with that i don't know whether that was from the early script whether that came from the essential atlas i haven't done my research on when that originated yeah but they've taken just blatantly just turned a few letters around that's fantastic and actually i i do want to move on to our next segment but i have a now that we're talking about planets i I have a question for you it's like a legit legit question because, um, you know, in, in some of our previous episodes, um, and actually just quite recently we were doing our Planet Hoppers uh, thing, and, we, you know, we've been looking at the map of the galaxy, right? Yes. Um, something that I was, like, wondering about last night, actually, uh, was what's about the stars within this galaxy? Right. Because we have Tatooine has a binary star it's a binary star system so one two suns. It has two suns yes exactly but we don't see any other planet have two suns or two stars that they revolve around we per our knowledge of our solar system right all you have your galaxy then you have your you have your systems and each system revolves like all you have planets that revolve around the higher center of gravity, which would be a, a sun or a star of some sort. Yes. So when, and we've, we have seen, I think like, I remember over the last five years or so, I remember reading an article that they found the real life uh, Tatooine. So there was a, there was some sort of planet that had a binary, that was part of a binary star system. So that can happen. But we don't see any other planets, like in within the Star Wars universe. At least you know, as far as we've seen in live action and stuff, have two stars, right? No, I'm 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 sure there's I'm sure there are. And in the and in the and in the and the map that you've shared with me, where we see where all these planets or all these systems are in, we don't we they don't locate or show any stars. They just no, because it's a whole they are mass. they're the the planets rather than the systems. So, so, because that would be too much information to put on a map. But one, I mean, you, so the, the center of that whole universe, what was it called? Well, uh, the, the deep. Of the high galaxy, the, sorry. The deep core. The deep core. But it wasn't there, yeah, where the force comes from, like that sort of center point. Oh, the, the wellspring or the, wellspring. You know, the, the deep core where Bis is. Right. So one could assume that 
if everything rotates about around a heavier center of mass, and you know, we're trying to make you know we're making sci-fi out of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, so so, so one would assume that, that all these the, systems the, are rotating around the galaxy around the as a whole. Yeah. is rotating around that massive black hole at the center right. of the galaxy. Which is the wellspring. Yeah, so the galaxy rotates, the systems rotate within yes. that galaxy. Where, so, where are you going with this? Well, so in the map that you're showing me where we can find in there where Tatooine is, yes. I mean, if we were to zoom into just that one location, one would assume that then you would have two stars right there and you would have Tatooine rotating around those two stars and you would... I, most likely have a few other planets rotating around that too. What? Well, no, that's, that's, that is a good question. Does the planet Tatooine rotate around one star while that star rotates around the second star? I don't... I mean, that's I That's some interesting science. It's an in- yeah. But then it's also like we don't see any other planet that we've visited through the series showing those two stars too. So at, when we're going from planet to planet, we're going from solar system, per what our understanding of this world, we're going from solar system to solar system. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's just something kind of, like, interesting to think about, the fact that, like, we've never, like, I don't think we've really visited different planets within the same system. I mean, in, it would... in, in the books and the comics, you will... You will see that. I cannot think of really? any examples off the top of my head because carto- cartography is not my <laughs> strong point. I think and it's... Uh, well, cartography, I think, is, isn't it like... Uh, it's something different when it's in planets? Something... I think it's another... There's another term for it, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> possibly. No, but I'm also just like... Because like, even just like Endor. So Endor, the, the, what we go to in Return of the Jedi is a moon. It is a moon, yes. So the closest thing we get to multiple, like knowing that there's multiple um, spherical uh, lands of mass or whatever, right? Um, so we have a moon, and that goes around, I guess. So there's Endor is a planet, and then we have the forest moon of Endor. Is, is the moon itself called Endor? Or is that... We, we, I, don't I don't think it's ever been point. officially established whether okay. it is the forest moon called Endor yes. or the forest moon of a planet or the planet Endor. Endor. Right. So let's just say that it's, I mean, whatever. But it's a gray area. Yeah. Because I, I think even in Solist, they sort of it's sort of a similar thing because I've read different pieces where they talk about the moon in Solist. And then Solus itself, I don't know, but um, I, I, no, I think in Solus there's a planet called Solus and its face Solus system. Right. So, but then, yeah, like I would, it'd be interesting to see going, trying to bring it back to our sand topic. Oh God, do you have to? I'm so glad we were talking no, about no. sand. No, 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 but I'm no, literally but, but, thinking but, to myself, I'm so, I'm happy. We're not talking <laughs> about sand right now. No, no, but think of no, no but like so. So the system, if we're calling um, Tatooine a system, so are the other planets within this binary star system also desert planets? It's a good question. I don't, I don't know. What I can tell you about... Uh-huh. Tell me. Are the other planets called Tooine? There's a few other Tooines? You have Dantooine. Oh, yes. That's true. Yeah. Which that's... is an arable planet. Mm-hmm. But you also have Clatooine. What's which was Clatooine? It's uh, nowhere close. 
it's uh-huh. it's not in the same system. These these are all completely different. But yeah, back it back in the day, every third planet had to be called something to eat. Uh huh. So you got Dantooine this? and Tat. Well, you had Dantooine and Tatooine in Star Wars. So I'm guessing George Lucas. <laughs> yes, but I'm just wondering <laughs> within universe <laughs> yeah. who decided this. I don't know. And then you have Clatooine. Uh huh. K L A Tooine. Uh huh. Which is another desert planet, but nowhere close. And I'm sure there's a couple of other. Two Eans mm-hmm. that I can't remember right now. Listeners, if you remember any of uh, these other two Ean planets, <laughs> let, us, let us know. Go to join our Discord <laughs> and let us know in our chat. Okay, um, question, Trev. Let's yes. keep. So, okay, look, we'll st- we'll stick to this. We'll stick. We'll stick. We'll, we'll stay here a little longer before moving on to the next segment. Um, but, <laughs> um, so. You're okay, so you're an explorer, right? This is way early. So the wellspring forms, all you know, there's the big bang within, you know, it's actually I like to think that it's part of the, our same big bang uh, that formed this this uh, universe because there's many universes that happen, galaxies and stuff, right? So, you know, the way that well, George no, Lucas there's, tells only, this, there's only one universe. There could be multiple universes? No, there's one universe with multiple galaxies. There yes. we go. So, so yes, sorry. Uh, so, the way George Lucas frames the story is that this is a different galaxy than ours, therefore this can happen over there, right? Okay. Yes. So, the Wellspring is the center of the Star Wars galaxy. Yes. So, forget about Star Wars universe, guys. So, forget about the MCU. Well, no, These are all. The, well, the, the MCU can be a different universe. the center of the galaxy. Yes. Not right. necessarily the Wellspring, but, but the Black Hole. Okay. So... You're you're one of the you know you're one of the first people in in this galaxy, right? And you start and you discover you can space travel. Why do you go to Tatooine if you can't grow anything in there? Why settle there? So but we 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 covered this. We what? covered it in a brief history of everything, part one. Why did but you Tatooine there? wasn't always desert. So it was water. It was was it a water planet? It 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 was a different planet, but then Ricarta ruined it. Ah, and then you've got these other species the, that are just the stuck cheese. there and have to deal with it. Got it. So that's what happened there. Yeah, yeah. We need to do our our, our history of everything part two at some point. Cause yes, we up we absolutely will. I just need to set like yes <laughs> two months aside. Yes, two months much, aside to do the research. As much preparation as I've done for San, you need yes, to do yes. for something that people might actually be more interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I'm I, I I'm aware of what we're doing today, but you know if we've been talking for fifty something minutes now, so I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, all right, so so Tatooine, when they first settled, was not a desert planet, and then people were just left to, uh, or, you know, the creatures in there were just left to deal with what happened. Yes, and we, d- we don't even planet. have, uh, we don't even have spice to mine. Right. You know, they just... Yeah, because, like, what scavengers. is its main export? Because, like, I would say, like, Jakku, at people. least, you know, you, you have salvaging in there. Um, of parts after a war, so I could see why people would be. I, d- I don't in there. think Tatooine has any exports. No, uh, other than crime. <laughs> I mean, you—they're not going to export the water. No, it's they so need, rare. They, yeah, so they—that's all. In, they're that's they're all. not a part of a massive economic hub. Let's yeah, put it so, that way. Yeah, they. Why would anyone care about Tatooine? 
Well, no one cares. Yeah. Why would they? So that's to why, have your the unlikely hero. That's why Jabba gets in there. It's right. a good base of operations. Yes. No one's looking for him. No one cares about Tatooine. He can conduct Tatooine. all his galactic right. shenanigans. So oh, for our I, hero to come from such a wasteland, from a place where nothing grows, from sand, <laughs> that's meaningful. That's meaningful, folks. And that's, that is that is the whole that's point. The whole, that's the whole that saga. That is the whole point. That's the whole point of Star Wars. Oh, Sand. But it was. Hope, hope comes from sand. If hope wait, wait, can wait, exist. Wait, 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 <laughs> If So if, that is a bit of a retcon. Aha. Uh-huh. So if we're going to talk original trilogy. Yes. Luke came from that environment because of all the things you just started talking about. Yes. He comes from Desolate Planet, blah, 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 blah. Yes. You fact, there were prequels in. Uh-huh. He was taken to that planet. Sandakin? No, Luke. Obi-Wan literally took him back. I went, oh, yeah, this will do. Right. This will do. This. Which yes. kind of removes everything you were just talking about. Oh. Well, well, no, but but yes because, and no because he had because to go he back to yeah, but he didn't earn that coming from the desert planet. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan mm-hmm. dropped him there and then ignored him. It didn't George ignore him. Lucas. <laughs> you messed it up, man. I mean, he had to tie the knots, but still, oh, it does man. remove the gravitas. You he okay, Kathleen Kennedy. Can you fix this? Disney, you need to fix this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna there's go a to... major plot hole in what George Lucas established a couple of decades ago, apparently. <laughs> um, all right, Trev. Uh, let's, okay, so that, let, we can move on to our next segment, and we're, we're close to the hour now, so I think we've done pretty well in, in saying that we can cover an entire hour uh, just talking about uh, sand. Apparently so. It's been it's it's been quite enjoyable, but this is this this might be this might be might might be more like right up your alley. So what we're gonna do now is this, is this other segment that that we here at the Star Wars Ar- Archives uh, like to call Star Wars creatures, things, and objects, and where we can find them and have them be can- and have they been canonized or are they still legends? Let me say that again. It's called Star Wars creatures, things, and objects, and where we can find them. And have they been canonized or are they still legends? Uh, another really well-known um, Star Wars archive segment. Yep. And, um, you know, we just like to be very specific here in the Star Wars archive. Apparently you, so. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, we like our long titles because of that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, maybe we can do an acronym in the future and just say that this is a, the, the segment called SWCTAOAWWCFT. A H T B C O A T S L. It just yeah. rolls off the tongue. Exactly, like a lot of legends titles. So, don't you uh, mock my sweat <laughs> like that, <laughs> right, Jared? <laughs> uh, legends, legends, legends. All right. Okay, Trev. What we're gonna do? What we typically do in this segment, as you know, is that. 
Um, I'm just going to mention a creature or object or something that is related to this week's topic. And you'll have to go through the archive, the Star Wars archive that is your brain. Yes, this, this well-rehearsed segment, yes. yes. And let us know if, uh, if you can remember where this was mentioned and just tell us a little bit about it. And I just have a very brief explanation about what this thing is so I can add to it and then maybe this can help you trigger anything. But I'm just going to mention the one thing and then you're going to go through your archives and tell us about it. How does that sound? I'm not promising results. You're not promising results. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's, so that's why I will try to like help you through it. And then okay. we'll see if that helps trigger anything. And if not, then all of us would have learned something new. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here we go with our segment called Star Wars Creatures, Things, and Objects, and where we can find them, and have they been canonized, or are they still legends? Um, so today's, well, to this week's episode is sand. So yes. the first, the very first creature, this is a creature. This is a, so actually, I'm, I'm already giving you a hint. This is a creature called sand. What? Trev, it's a creature within the Star Wars universe called sand. What is sand in the Star Wars universe, Trev? Tell me. I mean, I think we've established what sand is. As a creature? I do not know of a creature called sand. All right. This is you where I come. You are going to have to educate me. All right. I, am, I have trumped Trev, and he's not drunk, but I have trumped Trev. Um... Okay, sand, my friend, my friends, my our listeners. Sand was a creature native to mostly aquatic worlds of Lomad Lomabu what? the third, Lomabu third, or Lomabu three, that colonized the planet's shorelines like its inorganic namesake. So we have sand, what? the actual, you know, yeah. What? What? Crossing an area of the living sand was impossible on foot without a be- without a being becoming its next meal, as their near microscopic creatures were capable of eating through nearly any substance almost in- in- instantaneously. What are in- you talking about? In this manner, it was much like carnivorous mold. Have where is sand from, Trev? I don't know. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But it's kind of interesting, isn't it? So you have sand, like sand no. that we've been talking about, and then you have a creature, a microscopic or- organism called right, come sand. On. What Star Wars piece of media did that appear in? This comes from the Price Pelt, the tale of Bosk. Oh, I mean, that explains it. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole thing where where he's talking to the scorekeeper. So you know this. The Trandoshan god that is scoring them on how many Wookiees (laughs) they kill. It's terrible, terrible story. All right, so (laughs) this is a short story written by Kathy Tyres. And it was featured in Tales of the Bounty Hunters, which which was published in December of 1996 by Bantam Spectra. 
And yes, it is part. It is the backstory of the bounty hunter Bosk. So yeah, it's, there, it's still we, great. It's not great. <laughs> not great. Well, at least you. Re- as soon as I told you the title, you remember that. But oh, yes, I, I, yeah, there, that was, yeah, we we have sand the creature, <sighs> and not sand the soil type. Huh? See, 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 see where I've taken this, Trev. Yes. All right. Now let's talk about another subset of sand. Sand demons. Do you know sand demons? Oh, wait. Uh, okay. Sand um, demons, not all together. And not San Dimas, the town in California. <laughs> Talking about sand Where Bill and Ted demons. are from. Yes. There you go. <laughs> nice, yeah, Trevor. Well done. Well done. Um, sand from, demons. You know is what? Hold that on. From a, is that from a... I hope the recording is getting that. Is that from okay. a droid there you go. comic? Sand Demons. Yeah, is that from a droids comic? Um, hold on. Give me a minute here to go through my notes. Sand Demon. I, I, I know I have the, the, the definition of what it is. But Sand Demons come from... Uh, well... What I will tell you about it while I look for this. Sand demons is a species of semi-sentient six-legged insectoids. Does that ring a bell so far? Is that, do you still think it's no. from whatever? No. All right. So they are from Tatooine, actually. I so, mean, that tracks. <laughs> so they appear in Star Wars The Old Republic. That was the first appearance. Uh, and then okay. Star Wars The Old Republic, Rise of the Hut Cartel. Star Wars The Old Republic, Knights of the Eternal Throne. Uh, this, so that's this where sh- This should Sandy ring more of a bell because that's, that's more recent and that's stuff I've mm. been diving into. There you go. So, yeah, so Sand Demons are, are semi-sentient six-legged insectoids from Tatooine. They are feared by all other life on the desert world. Sand Demons preyed on a wide variety of creatures, including the legendary, wait for it, Crate Dragon. Sand demons often lived for centuries, gliding beneath the surface of the desert as through the sand was an, as though the sand was an ocean and boring through a rock with its razor-sharp legs. Tatooine's native Tusken ra- Oh, Tusken Raiders are native to Tatooine? Is that accurate? Um, uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, so they, uh, they believe the sand demons devoured their victims' life essence to grow stronger with each kill, physically similar to the tentacled lilacs native to the planet Ryloth. Sand demons were often tracked by members of the Jedi Order as part of Tusken Raider demons' blood ritual, and while brave hunters occasionally sought to bring down one of the beasts, the creature's ferocity and rarity left them shrouded in legends and myths. So... I assume this is still legends, right? If it's all only in the old republic, I have that's no idea what any of those words were. That, yeah, I didn't recognize a single. Well, bit of sand demons. It's a pretty cool. <laughs> it's a pretty cool name for a for a creature. I mean, it's a it's a lot. If it's something to rise up to the level of sand demon, good good name for a band. Well, and where's this band from? <laughs> Tatooine. There we go. All right, next one: Corellian Sand Panthers. Trev. What are Corellian Sand Panthers? I have no idea. 
<laughs> what? Come on, man. You're supposed to know this. No. No? You know my whole thing of, like, knowing stories. Uh-huh. I don't always know the contents of all those stories. Well, here's or here's what's interesting about Corellian Sand Panthers is that it was a Legends concept, and it is it has been canonized, my friend. Uh-huh. So Corellian Sand Panthers, also known as just Sand Panthers, were a feline species native to the planet Corellia. I mean, that was a bit of a given. <laughs> so, um... The clue's in the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's all I have to say right now, but, I mean, I can tell you where they're from uh, when they were mentioned. They but, were... I mean, guess you should... You should take over Star Wars archives and show your yeah. research. Right, right. So, canonically, it has appeared in Insider Magazine... And last call at zero angle. This was in Star Wars Insider 156. Yes, that's, a, that's an Old Republic uh, story. That's with uh, Colonel Jace Malcolm. Uh-huh. Is that the one where he meets his mum, who is the Chancellor for the first time? Uh, or is that a different one? But anyway, know. it's an Old Republic one with Jace Malcolm. I know there that. There you go. Okay. And in Legends, check this out, my friend. It's been mentioned a number of times. So, okay. I will. I'll, I mean, I'll say a few of these, and you tell me, or you you can jump in and and add okay, to it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Star Wars: The Old Republic. We talked about Obviously, that. Obviously, yeah. The game. All right. Uh, cat and mouse on Wizards.com. Uh, I don't recognize that name. Okay. But it's. I mean, yeah. I was. I would assume this is one of your. You know how you like those really old. Art- I mean, articles are different to articles. fiction. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Next. Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. Oh, the game. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Play okay. I was I was literally uh, watching that recently because I'm doing a whole timeline thing. I'm trying to break down how the levels fit into the Battle of Geonosis and what mm-hmm. happens when. But anyway, next. All right. Uh, Shatterpoint. Mace. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Memories. First, Actually, the first appearance of Corellian Sand Panthers is in Memories. Oh, it's, that's from Star Wars Tales, right? It's a role, they're role-playing game adventure. Oh, okay. Not Star Wars Tales. Is it Wizards, not West End Games? Uh, anyway, go on. Well, yeah, I mean, so this was, uh, yeah, year two of the Ligon Force campaign. It was the third adventure in the Looking In trilogy. Oh, yeah, so the Ligon Force campaign is a huge thing. So yeah. this was a, it was a role-playing campaign within Wizards of the Coast. It was all online articles. There we go, this, Trev. This thing ran for, like, five years. Wow. And the amount of original content in that. And so the weird thing... This is another thing I've been down a rabbit hole about recently, uh, trying to figure out how all this works. It launched not after Phantom Menace. And then there's a 10-year time jump, right? But a uh-huh. three-year in-universe, in-world difference. Uh-huh. So they had the planet disappear. What? <laughs> the planet literally disappeared from a galaxy oh. and then showed up 10 in-universe years later. Oh, to that's... track for storytelling. I love it. And then ran it through until Revenge of a Sith. It's about it's all based around the planet Kalaran and there was a Jedi Academy there that got recently reactivated and 
it's some really really good stuff i i love it a load of this fiction is based on um interviews as well there's this uh news reporter and she's Uh literally completely batty she's insane and really uh she's almost like kim kardashian kim kardashian (laughs) interviewing uh joe biden and by the end of the arc her personal arc she's more clued in she's more respectful yeah yeah. So she starts treating the the kid I'm that she's interviewing with. She's learning more about politics, and it's it's. This sounds. It's like if you printed all this stuff out, it's like two hundred pages of original fiction. Can content. we do an episode on this? I would have to do a lot of research. Okay, some sometime maybe. Yeah, I like I like where this is going. This that, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Um, I think I mean I think since we got to where it, where uh. Corellian Sand Panthers were introduced. I think that's. Yeah. I mean, we just got Let's just leave. There's a lot of other places that. that Again, has, completely unscripted. All right. I did not know but this was going to happen. There's a lot more places that it's that they have been mentioned. However, because you said that this uh, character was a bit batty, right. that leads me to the next creature. The Sambat. Okay. Do you know Sambats? No, off the top of my head. Where do you think it's an animal native to? Where from? Are they from Tatooine in the night? Of course they are from Tatooine. Oh, okay, there we go. So, uh, Tusken Raiders used its venom as a weapon to kill crate dragons during Rites of Passage. I mean, uh, you know, Coke Vanth and Vamando used rocket launchers. Yeah. That kind of yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, well, so... Um, Appearances in canon. This has been canonized, but they, they were they do come from legends. It has been it has been canonized. Uh, mentioned in the story from a certain point of view. Rights. Uh, this was mentioned only as a sandbat, and then it also appeared in the book of Boba Fett, chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian. That was the first appearance, apparently. Um, what you mean? You had some bats in the background, and we went, "Oh, they're sandbats." Is that yeah. what happened? Maybe it just flew. Yeah, maybe it just flew around, and they were like, "That's a sand bat," <laughs> and you and you missed it because you were not paying attention to it. <laughs> but they're quite—they're—they're they're very ugly creatures. They're not the most attractive-looking uh, creatures. Um, they're pretty demonic. Um, but in legends, they just, also just pretty demonic. Here, not check this out. Demonic, but pretty You're, demonic. Pretty, yeah. Check this out. You're gonna appreciate this. The first. Okay. First mention of a Sambat, Trev. Star Wars, number 17, from 1977. What's the title of the story? Uh, it is Crucible. Oh, that feels like it should ring a bell. I mean, it does ring a bell, but I can't. Place it. The the cover of the. I mean, I'll, I can share. I'll share the cover of this uh, comic book uh, in our Discord, friends. So go to utini.com/discord and click the join now button there so that you can see what we're talking about. But um, the cover has features uh, Luke Skywalker right in the in the center of the whole page. You see some Tusken Raiders in the back. You see some ships flying in the background, and that's you know. You know, that's oh, there's some Jawas in there, and it says Crucible with an exclamation mark. So it's Crucible. Yeah, I got and, nothing. 
I got they, nothing. They talk about Sandbats there. That was the first time a Sandbat ever appeared. All right. Um, I, we're running a little bit out of time, so I will say I have. I'll say three more. Okay. We got Sand Beetles. Okay. What can you tell me about Sand Beetles? Nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Sand. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so okay. So the Beatles or Sand Beatles? I, I can talk about the Beatles. They can talk about the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are Beatles with double E Beatles. Oh. Um, they also, of course, come from Tatooine, and they were yeah. also mentioned in the story rights from a certain point of view in canon. So this has been canonized. And uh, in Legends, I mean, they, I mean, they just look like really fatty beetles, basically. Uh, in Legends, we, the, they were first, uh, they first appeared in Star Wars Galaxies and Empire Divided. What is this? So, right, now I can talk about there this. There we go, there we go. So this is this, that's the whole purpose of this segment, Trev. <laughs> so even Star Wars Galaxies, which was this, the kind of proto... Um, Old Republic. It was a proto multi online role playing game. Uh-huh. It was it was a massive. Freddie C still plays it on alternative servers. Oh really? Yeah, he he loves this game, and okay. even in Kenobi when we were doing the whole Jedi mention on the wall, one of them mm-hmm. came from Star Wars Galaxies. But even then, there's so much fiction hidden mm-hmm. on the website and all this stuff. Absolute tons of it, so oh. that's where this has come from. So Freddy still plays this? It, it, yeah, he still still plays it, and he loves it. Can we have an episode with him and we talk about it? I'm sure we can do that. All right, there we go. I'm so so. This is this is a sub segment where I just when we bring up things in here, then I will um, ask if we can have a whole episode on whatever topic we uh, you know we just mentioned but since so, we are doing this let me go down like one particular rabbit hole yeah in the, um they did a whole when the trials of obi-wan expansion came out there uh-huh. was loads of fiction that came online with that but uh storms of mustafar was that one of them basically a group of treasure hunters on mustafar Ooh, i like trying to going. find stuff out and then getting scared off by ghosts and they are treasure again, hunters uh, from Mustafar, or no they treasure are in hunters Mustafar? on Mustafar. Okay, got trying it. to sneak past Imperials, but again, this is all original fiction. So you nice. can read the books, you can read yeah. the comics. If you want to read everything, you have to really yes. dive deep sometimes, or or listen to us, or listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all the other random Bantha Puda that we talk about. Okay. Um, it also, um, we also have Sam Beatles in Insider, uh, Star Wars Insiders number 74 and uh, Pearls in the Sand. So Pearls in the Sand is wait, the... Wait, wait, In the what? In the Sand. Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Pearls in the Sand is the tie-in short story to everyone's least favorite legends book <laughs> ruins of dantui oh. which was a star wars galaxies tie-in book so it meant it had the worst cover 
on the planet. And it's not a bad book. It's well written. It's just very generic and forgettable. Pearls in the Sand is probably a better story than Ruins of Dantooine. Oh, all right. There you go. Okay. Next creature. The next two are kind of like tied together. But here we have Sand Monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What's a Sand Monkey, Trev? I don't know. You don't don't know? No. This is canon. Sand Monkeys are canon, my friend. Go on, tell me. Sand monkeys were a species of animal which were good at climbing. <laughs> when, <Or> the, that. <laughs> when the Twi'lek pilot Harrison Dulla scrambled up a set of scaffolding on the planet Gorse, it was in a fashion similar to a sand monkey. Sand monkeys were first mentioned. Whoa, whoa, in... whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-huh. So we haven't even seen them. We've just heard them in a metaphor. Is they that what you're mentioned... telling me? They were mentioned. Yeah, we haven't seen them. We were. They were mentioned in a new dawn. Yeah, so it's a just a novel by John Jackson Miller. So it, released it's in a metaphor. We haven't mm-hmm. seen the actual creatures. We've just heard them in a metaphor. You are yeah. grasping at straws now, my friend. Or either metaphor or simile. Who knows? Oh, simile. I can't, I can't remember the exact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, Harrison, our Harrison Dula climb something like a sand monkey right. whatever that means right and that's the only time that a sand monkey has straws grass mentioned mm-hmm. <laughs> all right the last creature that i will mention to before we go move on to our next segment trev this is why it's kind of like tied to it but a tatooine so that's already in the name right but it's a Tatooine sand ape. So, do you know Tatooine sand no. apes? No. A Tatooine sand ape is a species of large reptilian, predatorial, right. six-limbed creature that lived Oh, is that thing from a uh, thing from Mando? No, Book Boba Fett. Is that thing yep, where he had exactly, to be, beat exactly. up? Exactly. So the, the Ray Harryhausen thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it first appeared in a flashback on the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 1, Stranger in a Strange Land. That is a, uh, yeah, that Boba Fett and that Rodian, they uh, kind of like, it's, this attacks them. So, so now we've that, got, now we've got past your silly segment of sand animal uh-huh. sand insect sand hedgehog and anything sand animal you can think of sand creatures i want to talk about sand planets, sand planets. I, I did a bit of research for this oh a bit of sand planets okay tell me so, I, I yeah i wanted to know about this too so perfect i did a tiny how many sand tiny planets? bit of re- all of them all of the sand planets no. so we've got tatooine We've got confirmed. Ja- we'll say confirmed sand planets. Jakku, okay, is a sand planet. Okay, wait, wait. I'm okay. We got. You said Tatooine, right? Tatooine and, and Jakku. And Jakku, okay. Confirmed sand planets. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm actually. I'm, I. I tell you to wait for a second because I want to count how many. <laughs> going. So, one of the first ones that popped in my head, Aduba three. 
Aduba 3. Okay. So Aduba 3 is the comic arc from a Marvel Comics where Jackson first appears. <gasps> it's the Tatooine stand. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Trev. Yes. Welcome to our new segment, <laughs> recurring segment, where we talk about anything Jackson related. And it is called uh, Jackson T. Tumperaki is the main character in all of Star Wars. And here is how he connects to whatever topic we've decided to talk about today. Exactly. Continue. So we, we did this. So yes. that whole first expanded universe arc, mm-hmm. the first storytelling outside of the movies took place on a desert planet. Yes. Called, called Aduba 3. Aduba 3. How do we like this name? Does it sound deserty? Meh. Meh. I mean, I think, you know, it's got Aduba, makes me think of Adobe. So there's like. Eh, so clay. I want to talk about. Uh, so Savarine from Savarine. Okay. That's a desert that's planet. Number four. Okay. Talk about it. Exegol. That's a stretch because it's also dark. It's could, dark, so we don't know if it's if it's really sand or if it's yeah, gravel. It could be black sand. You've you've made that precedent. It could, it be, could black be black sand, sand, or it could or if it's a little bit bigger than two millimeters. And then it could be gravel. Mandalore, or is that Mandalore. too soon? Is Mandalore sand? Is that too soon after the whole glassing of the planet oh. by the Empire? Too soon? I mean, yeah. Is it sand or is it ash? <laughs> well. Who knows? <laughs> Depends on how big the ash is. Exactly. That's the answer. So they're my desert planets. Okay. So f- we'll say four and a half. <laughs> Off the top of my head. Really? I mean, out of all the go- like, out of all the planets. I mean, it does seem map, like there's a lot of desert planets. There are a lot of desert planets, but I can't think of that many right now. Well, would I mean? We're also talking about sandy desert, right? Because I mean, a desert could also be like, um, you know, like Siberia uh, I'm, is a I'm desert. I'm not about. I'm not about to start talking about individual Star Wars planet deserts. I can barely remember planets. Jesus. Desert, uh, plant, desert as in sand. Well, sand planets. They call them sand yes. planets, because I, I'm just, I bring it up because I'm like, could Ilum be sort of a desert planet because it's sort of like a, no. maybe it's kind of like more no. like Siberia. No, it's an ice Like Siberia planet. is a desert. It's an, it's an ice, ice planet. planet. So it's a sand planet. No, it's an ice planet. No, but I'm saying, but then Tatooine's a sand planet. It doesn't yes. have to be a desert planet. It's a sand Because planet. we all know that all planets in Star Wars only have one ecosphere. Yes. We know yes, this. Because they are tiny. Yes. Yes. And apparently they don't We've have... We've established they, this. And they might or might not have proper stars that they revolve around. Yes. They only, have one, they only have one ecosystem. <laughs> yes. Kashyyyk so. is all jungle. Uh-huh. Tatooine is all sand. Uh, yes. Ilum is all snow and yes. ice. All right. And Hoth as well. Dagobah all right. is all Dagobah. jungle. All jungle. And dark. Dark, dark, yes. uh, dark force. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, <laughs> hey, this is now... To you know, to all of our Star Wars uh, authors that that listen to us, uh, I guess then what I want, I want, <laughs> I want, um, I want clarity on how stars actually work within 
Star Wars and how that leads to some of these sand planets and other eco like single ecosystem uh, ecospheres, right? So um, yeah, we need a little bit more clarity on that. So uh, Pablo Hidalgo, uh, get on it, man. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, friends. I think I think that about covers it. Is it over now for today? <laughs> Is, Except is, is for our next segment, the batshit crazy book of the week, because this was not all batshit crazy what we talked about today. So I will let I will allow now um, Trev to shine with uh, with his segment, uh, batshit crazy book of the week. It's the batshit crazy book of the week. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is the Sam Bat shit crazy book of the week. There we go. Uh, uh... Yes. I, I, <laughs> so many, so many, uh, from you today. <laughs> Trev, you've also laughed quite a bit. So you yes. know you've been enjoying it this. Ha- it has been fun. So, all right. It's been painful. Bad, she, anyway, so I, bad, I, crazy I do have one since we were talking about sand planets and yes. we were talking about Sarlaccs. sand. Well, we were talking about Sarlaccs when we did the whole yes. Dune conspar- yes. uh, comparison thing. Yes. So, there's a story from Star Wars Tales number six called Fortune, Fate, and the Natural History of a Sarlacc. And uh-huh. you will like this. I will so like it. So Jabba it is basically... Wait. Jabba is pushing someone mm-hmm. off the plank into yeah. the Sarlacc. Uh-huh. That someone is a lepi. Ah. Oh. He's not Why? Jackson, but he's a lepi. He's the only other Lepi in the Star Wars universe to be depicted. Anyway, the story goes on that it shows the life and birth cycle of the Sarlacc. It's a very short story. Not a lot of dialogue. It's very interesting. And it's batshit. So there you go. You have Lepis and you have Sarlaccs. And sand. A lot of sand. Sand. Perfect. You need to send that to me. Or, yeah, I want to read this. Okay. Thank you, Trev, for that fantastic segment. Now on to (laughs) our next segment. Next segment. Another segment that we like to call Bedtime Story. So what do we have as a bedtime story today, Trev? We have... Is it Sandy? We have Jared... No... Because uh, we have already established that we don't plan this stuff well enough ahead. Uh, <laughs> so we have Jared from Legends Look Back mm-hmm. doing a particularly dark tale uh, from uh, Tales of a Jedi Compendium from West End Games back in the 90s tied into the Dark Horse comics. And he does such a good job. I'm really All excited right. for you to listen. Fantastic. Well, um, all right. Well, people just uh, sit back and relax and listen to our very own Jared uh, Mays uh, giving you, telling you a bedtime story. What's up, Star Wars Archives? This is Jared Mays. I am excited to get to do this week's bedtime story. So, without further ado, are you sitting comfortably? Or are you like I always am and, you know, out walking the dog? Either way, let's begin. 
Hi, Jared. I knew when we were discussed, when we were discussed, come on, Trev. Let's try it again. Hi, Jared. I knew when we were discussing you reading a bedtime story for us that I had to dig deep to find something that would be new to you. As a fan of Tales of the Jedi series, I thought you might appreciate this vignette from the West End Games sourcebook that leads us right into the Freedom Nad Uprising comic series from 1994. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> okay, here we go. Perverted, twisted lies, Queen Amanoa said, her words saturated with disgust. The prisoner before her managed to struggle to his feet for the third time. Only with considerable effort did he raise his head to glare at her. You, you are the darkness, he screamed in a ruined voice. Isis will fall. It cannot stand. It cannot withstand the pressure of this heavy shadow for much longer. Amanoa could not suppress her anger any longer, and she swept to her feet in one fluid motion, her violet and black cloak spreading out behind her in a flourish. She stopped at the edge of the throne's raised dais and stared down at the pitiful man. As if to taunt her even further, the prisoner refused to so much as flinch at her sudden movement. Her rage flared. Blasphemer! Do you honestly believe I will hesitate to cast you outside these walls? Do not think the knowledge you possess is worth more than your life. The tone of her voice fell. Why prolong your agony? There are others who will perform the same task I require of you. The half-dead man locked his gaze with hers. Then go and find them. Amanoa whirled, her scream choked to a muffled growl by her constricted vocal cords. She forced in a deep breath and then exhaled noisily, but her wild anger did not subside. She turned on the man again, raising one hand as if she were holding a delicate crystal sphere in her palm. Suddenly, a green brilliance flared from the pale skin of her hand, forming a ball of crackling, swirling energy. You have run out of chances, Olas, and expelling you into the wilds is too good for you. Her arm swept down in a wide arc, and she hurled the glowing sphere with a strength that belied her otherwise frail structure. The radiant ball struck Olas square in the chest, launching him backward a half dozen meters to crumple to the floor in a sickening wet crunch of bone snapping within flesh. Her anchor, satisfied for the moment, Amanoa straightened her robe and called to one of the guards stationed at the throne room's entrance. Take this away, she said, indicating the dead prisoner with a disinterested flick of her wrist. At your request, my queen. Amanoa slipped back into her large, imposing throne and watched the guard remove the refuse. And be quick about it, she said. We're having visitors. She turned to one of her attendants. Tell Novar to bring the three Jedi to the throne room at once. Wow. Oh my gosh, that was fantastic. What a delightfully dark story, and I could not believe the way it led right into Tales of the Jedi. Is, uh, the three Jedi, you know, is it Ulick and and uh, the brother, Tatanita, and there's one more. They go to 
Queen Amanoa, and turns out she's up to no good. Wow, can't wait to uh, to go and reread some Tales of the Jedi with this in mind. Really enjoyed that. I wasn't sure that I would, but I really did. So now if you enjoyed that, let us know. Thanks, Trev, and uh, can't wait to listen to this episode of Star Wars Archives. May the Force be with you. Okay, thank you, Jared, again for that uh, fantastic uh, reading of and of, uh, of bedtime story. There, there was a moment in that that gave me chills. Sandy chills? No, not sandy chills, <laughs> but just just actual chills. Okay, all right. Well. <laughs> Last segment, friends, listeners, thank you so much for bearing with us today because I know it was a weird one. I'm sorry. One. And I'm sorry. Trev apologizes. I had a ton of fun, though. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, finally we had our sand episode. I now have to see what other bit I can come up with <laughs> so that I can harass Trev for the next uh, 49 the episodes. The next 50 episodes. Well, 49, so I guess it'll be but, episode 99 yeah. will be the next weirdo one. <laughs> so, I mean, there's probably a few others in between. But uh, with our outro segment, as I've mentioned a few times through the episode, if for some reason you have not done this yet, make sure to join our Discord. We have a very active community. They're sharing their thoughts on the latest episode of whatever show on Disney+. Plus. We have Ander coming up. Um, or Ander just happened. Or Ander happened some time ago, depending on when you're listening to this. But people are there talking about whatever show is there, uh, reading along to the newest book release, selling their books and collectibles, sharing their artwork and fanfic. Most importantly, that is where you can get the latest news and discuss anything Star Wars archives. If you have not joined, just head on over to utini.com slash discord and click the join now button on that page. Besides discord, we also do have a Twitter that Trev handles. So what is the handle of our Twitter account and what is your own handle, Trev? So we are at SW Archives Pod and I am at Davey Todd, D-A-V-E-Y-T-O-D. On Twitter. <laughs> and I am at the Joxie, T-H-E-J-O-X-I-I-I. So much... Uh, lettering that we've just done uh thank you trev for putting up with this and i think i call you know you called my bluff on wanting to do an episode of sand we've talked about sand for an hour and a half some of this will be edited down i'm sure but we've talked about sand for a long time so thank you for being patient uh, and putting up with all this sand talk. Thank you, listeners, for sticking around <laughs> all this way through the end. Uh, I'll also invite you guys to check out, I mean, we, you know, we do our, our bedtime stories at the end of our episodes, but they're also up on YouTube. So go check out Utini uh, on YouTube where you can see uh, Jared and myself and some of the other people that have read stories. They're uh, actually recording. We recorded ourselves reading them, so it's also kind of fun to see it there. So go check out our YouTube. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Patreon members, for supporting us and making this show possible. And uh, thank you, listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say Radio Out.
is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.